Welcome to another episode of Front Porch Theology. My name is James. I'm Jeremy. Hey, I'm Will. And I'm Stephen Allen Ray. And we are going to be looking at and discussing a very interesting verse of Ephesians. It's Ephesians uh, verse 11 of chapter 4. That's correct. Uh, I'll go ahead and read it. Yeah, read that for us. It says, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers. So this is one of those verses that has been debated throughout history. There's a lot of different thoughts on it. And really, I think there's three categories. Either... This is really because on our elder thread, you said there were five categories, I think. Well, I mean, there's yeah. overlap to all these. So let, let me let me let me finish my sentence. OK, sorry. All right. There, <laughs> there are those who hold that there's like uh, this is historical uh, individuals um, that this are giftings or it's dealing with one specific office. Or uh, usually, I think those are the three. There's some overlap, I think, in between those. All right, so the three are what? Historical is number one. Number two is what? Giftings. Giftings for that. These are spiritual gifts. Everyone. Yeah, this is spiritual gifts for the church. Okay. And, and, the, and the third th- one would be that this is dealing with one particular office that is known as the pastor. Oh, okay. So I think I think there's variations to those, but I think those are the three main views of this verse. So I want to go through, okay, so maybe we can just go through and kind of say a little bit of where we fall, and then we're going to break it down and talk a little bit about why. Um, Patrick can't be with us today, um, but it's probably good for him that he's not. Uh, why is that? Well, because we're, we're going to drag each other into this debate. Oh, okay. So yeah, it may, yeah. All right, so James, why don't you tell us first, where do you stand on verse 11? Yeah, so... I think when I read the text and I where, where I fall is going to be more of a historical approach. So I think what Paul is referencing is particular offices and using as an example specific people in history that has filled these offices. So, for example, when he says the apostles, I would look and say that's the 13 apostles that we see in the New Testament. That is the 12 apostles and then Paul came along after the death of Jesus. Um, so I, I would look at it in more of a historical approach. However, I do think that they still apply to the church today within reason. I don't. I don't think that the role of an apostle is currently That's your in title existence at our church. Apostle? Yeah, I don't your want that apostle, role. Apostle James. <laughs> I, right. I decline that role. All right. Humbly. So I, I want to talk about why this is important, uh, and partly it's because other when you take let's say certain cults. Um, they always say that they are an apostle of Jesus Christ, and they mean that, and that that Jesus has posts. Well, name um, within Christendom, they'll call themselves Christians, but oh. also Mormons. M- Mormons will take you to this verse, in fact, and they'll say, "See, there are apostles that are building and equipping the church today." And who are these apostles? These twelve white creepy guys in Utah. That's who they are, because they say there's still 12 living apostles that govern the Mormon church. So you have cults and even other religions that will use this verse to to uh, swindle, to deceive. They're and, wrong. And, yeah, they are. But And prophets, too. Like, prophets is... We'll get the prophets. Okay. Don't, don't quit jumping ahead. Yeah, don't, don't jump ahead. We're going to stick with the apostle first. Uh, okay, so what is an apostle, Will? Apostle means one who is sent. That's literally what the word means. Okay, so what... So, how many apostles are there? 
Oh, this gosh. is where we may disagree a little bit. Because yes. you heard James say something a little different. Yeah, I would disagree with James a little bit on this. I think James is right in... in well, that, we'll the, just stop it there. You think he's right? You heard it? And, <laughs> no, okay. right, let's I think he's right on, on one point that, hey, that I think it. the primary use of apostle was what some people will call it capital A apostle. Yeah. They say capital A apostle because they're referring to Jesus' apostles. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that he sent physically like from his body while he was his feet were on earth right um but there are other sent people um that that are listed as apostles Barnabas. i think yes yes yeah okay so there are other there are other people listed as apostles so like jesus didn't personally commend and commission correct uh barnabas so how is he an apostle but jesus did uh send out 72 uh, to go and to go and preach the gospel, and the same word, same root in Greek that we get apostle from is used to describe the seventy-two. So, the the words used in lots of different ways, and so that's where I will use, and a lot of other people will use what they'll call like a lowercase a apostle, right. uh, meaning that there is an apostolic gifting, and that some people seem to be gifted by the Holy Spirit to be sent out to do kind of pioneering work church planters church planters would fall into this category international missionaries particularly would fall into this category uh people that are sent out from one place to another place uh, to do the work of of uh evangelism and church planting and mission so two types of apostles one a simply what you're saying is a delegate from a church or, or someone sent out to do gospel work, yeah. and then the other apostle, which we see in scripture, and both of them are called. You see both these in scripture. Timothy's also right, and I think what's an hard is, is is you don't see any verse in scripture that says both types in the same verse. Correct, but right. you see both kinds being used. You see de- like a reference to the twelve apostles clearly yeah. being like what James took, and I think that's the primary use. But I think there's this other use also. So, so Timothy is referenced as an apostle because he's sent out, but. Paul makes a distinguishing difference between him when he's talking about the office. He'll say, I, an apostle, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, and my brother, Timothy. And a similar comparison is made in, like, the word diakonos. Yeah. Um, so, like, there's an office of deacon, um, which means servant in the church. But there, that word servant is used to describe non-office roles also. Mm-hmm. And the government's called a, a deacon of God, a servant of the Lord. So, yeah. uh, again, you're using the same word to describe multiple things. So the question here is, is, is Paul saying, when he says he gave the apostles, is he saying generally lowercase a, like people who are sent, or is he saying, is he referring to the 12? All right, so, so let, let's, let's, okay, so the apostles, let's look at the what these apostles do or have done. Equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ. So this is, this is where it gets complicated, because both apostles, no matter how you take it, are, are guilty of that. Both Sounds have, very idealistic. Both it's have like both. <laughs> no, well, yes, but, yes, but that's not what I'm going with. Oh, okay. uh, but but what I'm saying that's why it makes it difficult because I think I think the the original apostles have equipped the church. We we kind of stand on their shoulders, right? By by God's design. Um, but but also the people who the Lord has sent out and continues to send out. You could also say, well, yeah, they're also equipping the church. Mm-hmm. So both groups, no matter whether you're Jabes or whether you're Will. Um, Steven, I'm curious. I don't know where you lay in this, but I agree with Will. Okay, you agree with Will. I agree with James. So there you go. So whether it's not, so <laughs> hey. what side of the table you fall on, um, you you tend to. Well, me and you are on the same side of the table. Well, I'm this right now. This can be cut it this way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. 
No, um, if, if yeah, no matter where you are, you can see how both of them have equipped the church. This is why it's not a heretical position to say, at least I don't think it is. No, uh, of course not. To say that well, your your position, right? And and I I would assume you don't think mine is a heretical position. Um, Jay, Jay, unless you're, unless you're a Mormon, I mean, the, right? But but no one, I don't, I don't know any evangelical that says that. And I think the difference is is the authority, right? You know, that's they, it. they claim their own authority, and we say that's that right. Christ has authority. That's right. And, and, and so again, uh, where we would say apostle are those who were commissioned by Jesus uh, post resurrection. Um, those are the apostles. Um, and I do agree that apostles can mean sent out one. That's not debatable. That's that is what it means. All right, let's go to the next one. The prophets. Stephen, what do you think about? But the pro- what is the prophets? I mean, that's a little bit prophesy. Tr- prophesy for us. That's a little bit tricky. So a prophecy is either a foretelling, um, which would be um, kind of uh, like our familiarity with the Old Testament prophets uh, prophesying in, into something uh, like the captivity or something like that of Jeremiah. Um, but then also it can mean a foretelling. And so I kind of think that uh, now as, as a gift of a prophet, we would have the ability to discern divine truth uh, in God's word and that we would be able to uh, take that word of God that has been revealed and uh, herald that out and then that hits the heart of the believer. What do you think, Japes? Yeah, so I'm staying consistent with my other belief on the historical. (laughs) I think it references specifically different prophets in the New Testament that you have, though I think it, it, it can reference Old Testament prophets that, like Stephen was saying, that has prophesied Whoa. different things coming. New Testament prophets? Yeah. Who were these? Well, there's actually a couple of them. I'd have to look them up to tell you their exact <laughs> names. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. One of them's Ag- Agabus? Well, okay, so I see what you're going with. Yeah, okay. Uh, is he in the book of... So you're, you're, ta- you're, taking, Acts, yeah. you're taking the strong stance of, of Calvin. Sure, John absolutely, yeah. All right, so I, uh, he always if, takes the strong stance of Calvin. Calvin said it's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would again, I would look at this maybe a little bit differently. Whereas the Old Testament, I agree that I think it's historical, but I think a different historical approach. Where the Old Testament, um, there's an office of prophets, and that's the mouthpiece of God. Right, God is giving them His word. I would say so too. Are uh, Paul is though we don't call him a prophet. Uh, what is the difference between him and Isaiah? If Isaiah is a prophet, what is the difference of Paul? What is the difference of the New Testament writers outside of the Gospels? Because I want to get to them in just a minute. Uh, if they are given God's word to put forth um, and especially to explain and teach and reveal um, even you know, what, what the Old Testament kind of unlocking the Old Testament. So, so I, would, I think you could make a strong argument that prophets are the, the, a lot of the New Testament writers – yeah, I'd I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. So old and New Testament writers, that would be my approach. That And, and by the way, they still equip the saints, right? I feel like it's we're all saying the same things just in different ways. Yeah, well, you're saying it's, it's a gifting, that right? That sounds very idealistic, too. Yeah. So I think <laughs> these gifts are equipped with offices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that's yeah. a good point. So these are all of us would agree that prophecy is a gift, right? It's, <laughs> it's a spiritual gift. Yep. I think we're all continualists. I don't know. Are you? You cessationist? I'm halfway there. You're an idealist. It could no, be either I'm way. I'm far from an idealist. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I'm a continuous, which means I'm a I continuous think- if it's important. So what I mean <laughs> by that, what I mean by that is like take speaking of tongues. Yeah. Right. The the need of tongues in today's society is non-existent. 
in American society. It's not Co- correct. Okay, correct. maybe in American society. Co- compared to what it was needed back in the book of Acts. Yeah. Right? What was the purpose of tongues? The way that tongues is used now is, is nothing similar to the way that tongues was used in, in American society. Right. right. The way it's, right. it's abused. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Compared to Acts. So can God do it? Absolutely. Does he? I don't see it. I've never seen it. Yeah, okay. I, then we and I got saved would... in an apostolic church. Yeah, we probably would agree then. Um, all right, so, so so do I think it's a gifting? Yes. Do I think Paul's talking about the gifting here? No, I think he's dealing with a group of people. I think a really important point for this whole debate is what's the point of the passage that we're looking at? And mm-hmm. Paul's not talking about spiritual gifts here. No, I, um, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. He's not. It's, it's very dissimilar from Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12 where he literally lists examples of spiritual gifts. These are giftings that are given mm-hmm. there is there is a gift that happens in verse 11 because it says he gave yeah so god gives he's gifting something to the church but the, he's not gifting the gifts he's gifting the people does that make sense yeah no i so so what i see is i and i mentioned this sunday i see a structure not only that is that is and i'll get to where you have pastors but i see okay you have you have the apostles that Christ has sent. You have the prophets in which God has raised up both in the Old and New Testament. And then you have the evangelists, which let's yeah. get to this. Okay. The, okay. The evangelist is interesting because here you have if you take the approach that this is that all of these are offices. Right now the historical approach is doing really well, I think, until you get to this. This point. is where it falls apart. And I don't think it does. This is my favorite part. Because I, I think it does, because you don't see a very clear office of evangelist anywhere, yeah. I don't think. Okay. Now, now James is going to tell me that Calvin says he because <laughs> I think Calvin even named a couple of guys that he said were well, in the office actually. of evangelist. Hey, well, Who did he say? Philip. Philip. Timothy. Timothy. Yeah. yeah. Timothy. Well, Philip was a deacon. Yeah. Do the work of an Philip evangelist. was a deacon. Well, okay. I, I already got his but office. That, but that, <laughs> That's, yeah. Okay. So, so Timothy was a pastor. He's an elder. I got right. his office too. There, there's two biblical offices in the New Testament. It's, it's elders and, and deacons. And evangelists, I, I don't see the office of evangelist in the Old Testament. This is where you get traveling evangelists saying they have an office. <laughs> this, this that is, sounds awful. All the, all the crazy practices that come out of this verse. Like, yeah. There's a lot of I'm crazy. I'm Prophet Dan. I'm Evangelist Danny. I, yeah. So all the traveling evangelists are just guys that don't want to have to deal with the real hard work of pastoring a church. Right. They just want to preach the same sermon everywhere they go. And, and they go to churches where <laughs> most likely people are coming as Christians. Yeah, it, right. never, never to a lost of, uh, group of lost people. Right. All right. So um, okay. So uh, evangelism. What, the, what, what do you think this is? Evangelists. Uh, Proto evangelium. I mean, heralding the good news. All right, so you're just taking the, the literal approach, the yeah. people that do this. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a safe approach. I like... It's a really conservative place to, to take it. Well, I mean, we're all called to, to herald the good news of the gospel. I mean, that's the Great Commission. And I think, like you said, I mean, like, if we're, if we're pastors, I think there can be saints that should be heralding because we're commanded, but then there's also pastors that so, are doing that. So, so can you define too. it again in the way that you said it? You said those who are what? Heralding the good news. The good news. What, how, what does gospel mean? It means good news. All right. So what if what if the evangelists are the gospel writers? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the what evangelists. What if those are the evangelists in which Paul is saying, hey, God has given you the gospels that have been circulating. Here are the gospel writers. That's a theory. That is a, it's yeah. a great theory. It's a wonderful theory. I don't know. I wouldn't say wonderful. <laughs> well, that's I think mine. It sounds great. That's mine. It's a theory. So you you take you take the historical approach to say Timothy, Philip. I say the gospel writers. 
you, so I can get you down say with people the golf in providers. history that that were evangelizing. Here's so here's yeah. wait a minute. Here's my problem with with your interpretation, Jeremy. Is you're taking everything in this passage back to writing. To, to, yeah, to, I'm taking it back to to the the guy who wrote the apostles, historical context apostles, of the, 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 of the New context. Testament of the epistles. Yeah, the the apostles are the epistles. The prophets are the Old Testament and the, new and, and new, new, right? And and the evangelists are the gospels. You're just making it all mean the Bible. Well, that's it. I think I think all these four are word ministries. I think all of these are are around the word, and I think why it's why this last. And notice, I say the last. Uh, office, the is, maybe the only office, shepherd teachers, shepherd teachers, which is right. pastors who of are the taking the word that's been given. It's a really good presentation, and like, yeah, it's, it's well thought out. I I commend you on all of it. <laughs> you just disagree with me. I do because uh, I, I tend to think it's more interrelational and personal than than this is just a passage about how we got the Bible. I tend to think that Paul's writing about unity in the church in this chapter of Ephesians. But what are they unified on? Well, of course, the word is centered to to Christ's bride, of yeah. course. But but I think he's speaking of, in a very real way, you have pastors in your life who keep unity in your life and among the brothers and sisters well, this, of the church. This is where I think the shepherds and teachers are pastors who that are very local and, and, and go beyond just that historical group. However... I'm also an idealist in my hermeneutic, and so I think that that everything's true. No, not everything. I'm not a universalist, <laughs> but that's a joke. As, a, as an idealist uh, in my hermeneutic, I can I can say that's pretty cool, Jeremy. Yeah. That, that the evangelists are the gospel writers, but but I think Paul also has in mind a very personal evangelism. <laughs> Effort that has to come from the local church. I agree, sure. but I think that deals with the giftings, not right. what he's talking about here. I think what he's giving is the structure of the church and how and dealing with unity within the body. Yeah, I think when it, as far as the gifting and, and the the aspect of you know there needs to be a personal evangelism. I think all of that is there. I just don't think that's what verse eleven's necessarily discussing. Now, do you see shepherds and teachers as one or two? One. Oh, you see it one or two. Do you yes. see it as pastors? Yes. Okay, so we agree on there. Yeah. Shepherd. The word pastor means shepherd, and yeah. and in the in the Greek, shepherd and teacher is it's like a compound phrase. So yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's one. So I think there's only four things mentioned here: apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherd teachers. Shepherd teachers. You have yeah. to say it really fast, like it's one <laughs> word. Shepherd teachers. Well, so so and uh, Jeremy Ball, James, our our, uh, our Calvin expert. He can tell Harvard. me if I'm wrong, but, but I think Calvin says that that shepherds, teachers actually is distinguished between the rest of them because there isn't. Again, I don't know if Greek has a commas or whatnot, but there seems to be these things are paired together. And so, I, does he see these as he sees them as different? Okay, okay, there we yeah. go. Um, let me look up his his idea. Here I am disagreeing <laughs> with Calvin again. Yeah, well, so it's I, a I, I, bad place to be. But. Let me see. Hold on, give me a minute. So I, I would disagree with him, and only, and simply be, I think because it seems. They seem to be tied together, and shepherds are required to teach, and they're shepherding according to the word, and they're teaching the word. What do you think? I mean, I kind of just think about what about what do you do about Olivia Mead? Yeah, so I would say so. I would say this is a gifting, and again, I don't think these are dealing with giftings. I do think the gifting of teaching is given by God to equip the saints, without question. So, so I do think Olivia's gift is to equip the saints, but I don't think not all teachers are pastors, right? right. Titus two women are called to teach. Right. That gift is for equipping in the church, but again, I don't think that's what I don't think they're talking about gifts. 
um, as, as, as much as the roles. Role. Yeah, and I think there's some teaching that's not doesn't have its end game in equipping. Also, some teaching is is in an effort of care. So, like yeah. some some teaching is just to teach you how to like know who you are in Christ better rather than equip you for the ministry of the church. So Jeremy and I, we talked about this a little bit on the phone. About, I actually brought up Olivia Mead too. Yeah. Yeah. Olivia is a great example because <laughs> Olivia, we love you and we obviously high, hold you in high regard. Yeah. Cause she's a great Bible teacher. And so like, what do you do with that? Because we're complementarian. So yeah. she's not a pastor. Um, so she doesn't fit that shepherd, shepherd, uh, shepherd teacher role if it's yep. an office, but she can fit it if it's a gifting in teaching. Um, and and I, I also look at this passage and I tend to take, if I had to choose one of the three views that you gave at the beginning of the podcast, I would probably take the, the view that this is descriptive of pastors and how they equip the church. Yes, I think it's good. Not yeah. historical. So, but I think it can be descriptive of saints too that yeah. grow in that. It can like, be. Like me. I'm it not, can be, I'm but not. I would take the position that Paul is primarily describing spiritual leadership, and he's giving the members of the church uh, keys to stay unified, and he's pointing them to their leaders and saying, the leadership that you have, that you, i.e. your pastors, have been given to you by God to do these things, to equip you to actually do the ministry. So you don't sit back and let your pastors do everything. Right. Uh, these, these, and he's using the examples throughout history. So there is a historical element, just like the prophets and the apostles and the evangelists have always equipped God's people to carry carry the church. And, and we, where you have non pastors who are gifted in teaching, we have we have a couple on that, that yeah. on, in our church, right? Yeah. Who don't even desire to be an elder, right? Um, who are really gifted in teaching. And now shepherding, I don't think is ever listed as a spiritual gift, is it? But I don't know. But I don't think the spiritual gifts are exhaustive either. Well, I know, I know, right? So, but, but I'm easy, saying, easy. I think, yeah, <laughs> I, I think shepherding is one. I mean, I, there's not a spiritual gift of like you know shooting fireballs. I don't think. But you know, I, I just don't play, think. unless you're playing D and D. Well, Dungeons and Dragons. I played some Dungeons and Dragons. Before, Look at this. And I, yes, I you have. That's amazing. Yeah, it, it's just it's changed my view of the Bible a little bit. Oh God, don't say that. That's not true. Oh no, I'm, kidding. Right. I'm so, kidding. So, so here we go. We have. Um, <laughs> all right. So what I was saying is, if shepherding, kind of what you were saying, there are people who I think are gifted in shepherding that aren't that aren't pastors. Uh, I, I think of Heather Cook, who's very um, whether it's yeah. the, the writing of the letters, very right. concerned about. About spiritual care of people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, so she is naturally gifted in doing that. Um, but again, not 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 a pastor. Never will be. And but th- this is where I would draw the distinction between shepherding to care for someone versus shepherding to equip them to care for people. Right. 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 And that's where I think the line also is of of pastor. Versus non-pastors. Because these people are equipping the saints. Right. Wh- whoever these people are, right. they're equipping the saints. And that's why I tend to think they're pastors. Um, but, all, again, all these – all the, I'm not saying necessarily that, that the views I disagree with are just totally wrong. They're, they're very good points and great things to discuss and ponder. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, healthy so things to kick around. Th- the apostles equipped the saints. They weren't pastors. Right. Would well, you all agree? Well, maybe you wouldn't agree. No, I wouldn't agree. I would call yeah. them pastors. So you, you uh, would you call the apostles pastors? I w- no. So because I don't think Paul if, was a pastor. If a, so, to me, a pastor is one who who takes care of a particular flock. I don't see Paul doing that. I do. I do. At what point, though? 
Oh, he was in everywhere. Uh, which which, he was which in block Ephesus was he for, over? I mean, the he, one of Ephesus? He was in Ephesus Colossi? for three years. I think he was the pastor of Ephesus for three years. So, but but he still stayed concerned with all of these churches because I think he played an important role. I think because apostle. he was because I would say he was an apostolic pastor. That's what I would say. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. He's a pastor with apostolic. So I, I, uh, so I would. So he was just a pastor that just kept leaving his church and creating a new one. Then yeah, and I think and I and I don't I don't want to create an office that isn't in the Bible. I thought so. Whoa, Siri's talking to me. <laughs> um, I don't want to create an office that isn't in the Bible, but I think pastors today can have that gifting. I think pastors can. You know, plant. I mean, my great grandfather planted uh, multiple churches in three different states and pastored them for periods of time each, and then went on and planted other churches. I, I think he he most likely had. I didn't ever get a meeting, but I think he most likely had some kind of, some kind of apostolic gifting, but not an apostolic authority. So okay, I wouldn't I get gotcha. real kooky with it. Yeah. So like, was was Paul an apostle? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Was Paul a prophet? Um, According yeah. to your yeah, writing, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yes. So, was Paul an evangelist? That's a good question. I don't know. Um, I, no, not not according to me. No. Okay. I mean, he had the gift of evangelism, but I don't. I just started he's... seeing a trend, so I was going to say, I mean, if he's an evangelist, I mean, like, if he's, <laughs> no. if he's heralding the good news. So, I mean, I would say Paul fit all those. That's but what I'm, I'm saying. saying. But, but, I'm the idealist. But wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. But again, we're kind of falling back into the giftings. Right. So, if if I say the evangelists are the gospels. You've been given the gospels. You've been given the prophets. I do think he's a prophet. I do think he's an apostle. But I don't. I don't think. I don't think he was a pastor, and I don't think he was one of the four evangelists. That is the, the gospel writers. Well, you're crazy. I know. <laughs> uh, so so. Anyways, and you can see the nuance in this because it's that separation between okay, there's giftings, and then there seems to be roles. We definitely see why you didn't. Dive into all this in your sermon too much. This would have hijacked your sermon. I would no. Listen, I I had I literally had three different out. Uh, honestly, probably about five different outlines. <laughs> I had different points, and one and then I realized that this first point was so long, and part of it was because I was trying to give all the different details, and I'm like, you know what? Never mind. No, everyone will fall asleep. No one's gonna care. Stephen's gonna stand up and go boo. You're gonna be like no. <laughs> James will be like, that's not what Calvin said. And so I decided, let's just do it this way, and we all could share our grievances, disagreements, and agreements. I actually find myself agreeing with you all a lot more than I thought I would, and I'm happy about that. I find myself agreeing with you a lot less. <laughs> as, as little as you thought you might. Yeah. But you're an idealist, so you can agree yeah, with yeah, all you, of Yeah, yeah right, you can't say that because you're like, you're kind of right. I mean, you could be right. <laughs> It's yeah. just a little less right than my right. I'm just playing with you. I know. All right. Well, listen, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure to check out all of our last podcasts that weren't done over an iPhone. Uh, and in case you're struggling hearing this, we did the best we can on an iPhone because we forgot the mics. Thanks, Will. And anyways, uh, we love you. Thanks for listening. Peace be with you.